0: Welcome to Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes. I am your resident fairy godmother Tamara Angela and um, today I just wanted to kind of chat with y'all do an episode about living intuitively and really how to live intuitively especially in a day and age that really has an aversion to the truth. Um, as, and it's so crazy because today's society has this aversion to things that are the truth, right? And actually having facts about things. But then when you present things, they want facts it's It's so crazy the way that things are in this day and age, like there are people who are bona fide certified, degreed you know teachers, people with knowledge, and they will be challenged on said knowledge by someone who doesn't even have half the knowledge. And then when the truth and the knowledge is presented, it gets scrutinized or shot down or denied. But then we live in an age where it's like there's a certain population, there's a certain piece where it's like, oh, but if this thing happens, we want verified proof. Where are the air quotes? receipts. You know, how do we know that this happened? Yet we live in a world where they don't do any research and they'll just click send on false information because it looks good on a meme. It's really weird, this place that we're in. um, And none of it speaks to living intuitively. None of it um living in a we'll say a spiritual state of being you know people shoot that down what is spiritual and blah 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 but it's it's really just living in a state of interconnectedness and i feel like people want to be disconnected so they can continue to live their own lives You know, if I'm disconnected over here, I can absorb what I want and, you know, listen to what I want based on where I live vibrationally. I don't want anybody to disturb my lies. So we live in this space where, you know, people are highly disconnected and I'll say things to people like okay, you know, this next part of your journey is about finding your tribe or being open to receiving your tribe. Because we all have um, mates for our souls, right? We all have mates that have incarnated into this life for our souls and and us for their souls, right? And so that means we have work to do together. We're supposed to find each other and do this work together. And then people say, well, how do I do that? And that to me is a hard question to answer because what that person is asking me is, what is step one? What is step two? What will that look like? How will I know I'm successful? They want these tangible, very concrete steps. Well, first you go out and you dress like this. And second, you'll know your friends, you'll know your tribe arrives when, That's not how any of this works. When people ask me questions like that, that lets me know that they're not living intuitively. Um, You know, even when I talk about living intuitively, living it with discernment, and they're like, what does that look like? The fact that you're asking means that you're disconnected from the ideas of discernment and the ideas of divine wisdom and the idea of intuition. It means you're disconnected because you're asking me for a kind of tangible answer that you can ingest within your scope of knowing. The key for these ideas is that you have to step outside of your scope of knowing. You, it doesn't fit in what you know. You have to grow and expand to fit these ideas that's the key and that's where people get stuck so i describe energy you know in a couple of things because i like to give these um allegorical or like metaphorical demonstrations right so let's say you walk into a room and let's say you're in this room and it's it's a bunch of coworkers. You guys are all in this room to um to do some type of seminar right so there are people already in the room, and you walk into the room you immediately without even paying attention. this is a subconscious thing that happens it's a it's a well, subconscious, and it's a very automatic thing. You will automatically scan the room. At least you should. If you live highly disconnected, then this conversation is going to be foreign for you. So at some point you scan the room. How do you decide where to sit? Well, part of it is you'll decide where to sit because you may be the type of person. This is the, this is the concrete. Like, can you see... From the back, if you can't really see because you have vision problems, you'll sit closer to the front. If you are the type of person that needs to, or like seeing, hearing, or whatever, you'll sit closer to the front. If you're the type of person who likes to be in the thick of things and prefers the interaction more, you'll sit more towards the front. If you like things a little bit more quiet, you'll sit towards the back. So once we clear that out the way, those are like the hardcore concretes of why you would choose the front or the back or what have you. You'll choose the side seats if you feel claustrophobic sitting towards the middle, right? So those are the hardcore concretes. Now, the spiritual aspect is you'll kind of scan those seats and you'll scan energy and see who feels decent enough to sit next to because you can tell energetically. Oh, if I sit here, this person is, this person feels like quiet, calm energy. Let me sit here. Cause then won't nobody bother me. Or, you know, like you're going to scan the room for that. Right? So you're going to come in and you're going to kind of take your seat based on those things. Now, we're sitting in the room. We're sipping our coffee. We're, you know, getting ready. You may or may not be chatting. Somebody walks into the room energetically. Someone has the ability to walk in the room and either brighten the room with their energy because just their presence and their being, maybe something they said. You feel them come into the room. They feel a certain way. They feel enlightening, they feel uplifting, they come in with a genuine smile. They, you know, their energy feels enveloping and it feels great. And so they walk in the room and they lift the mood of the room. Likewise, someone can walk in the room and suck the very life out of the room. All of these things can be done without the person not even saying a thing. You already know when that person walks in the room, And they're the type to suck the life out of something. You feel it when they walk in the room before they speak or whatever. And then what happens is later on, the behaviors match up with what you sensed energetically. They'll say something, they'll do something and you'll be like, oh, boom, there it is. I felt it, I knew something was up. There it is. All of a sudden you get the tangibles, like you get the actual verification of what you were feeling. So we do this all the time. The other example I give is like, you know, we live life with GPS and and everything now, but occasionally, you know, back in the day you used to stop and ask people for directions and they would give you the directions, you know, before we were map questing and using maps and all kinds of stuff. You'd ask for landmarks. So, you know, but you'll still kind of scan people you know you're driving and then you're like you look at one car and be like i ain't gonna ask them no they don't look like they'll give me the answer you'll kind of drive through and you'll you'll scan cars and then you'll tap and you'll ask somebody roll window down do i need to make this left turn because my gps keeps saying this do i need to oh no girl no you need to go up here and turn right you know, you stopped and you asked that person because you scanned these cars and you said, not that energy, not that energy. Yes, this one. This person looks like they'll help me. You do it all the time. We live and we lead by energy, but we've been taught to be disconnected to the fact that we do that. And that is the way that we're supposed to live, right? So when people ask me, about, you know, how do I live intuitively? How do I intuitively pick a partner? How do I intuitively pick my friends? How do I intuitively choose my partner? How do I know? The answer to that is you have to already be tapped in. You have to already be living intuitively. It's not something where it's like, oh, this person is supposed to be Uh, one of my soul's mates. This person is supposed to be a friend of mine. And when I meet them, all of a sudden they're gonna help me turn on my intuition. No, you'll just miss meeting them because you weren't living intuitively. We're supposed to use our intuition. It's not supposed to all be like what I call stranger danger, um, where you only use it to avoid danger. You only use it to avoid or sidestep situations. No, you're supposed to use it for connections. You know, this is, you know, something feels off. Let me just pick up the phone and call a friend or two and see who's got something going on. Cause I I feel something happening. That's your intuition. Um, you know, It'd be like such and such has been on my mind for a minute. Why are they on my mind? You don't have to think about why they're on your mind. Text them, call them, check in, connect completely. There's an impulse telling you to connect with them. They may need something because they're they're possibly sending out an impulse that says that they need something and everybody who's on their main line should be able to feel that right this is this is how we're supposed to live. We accept that when it comes to air quotes mother's intuition when it comes to her kids, but we don't accept it any other way, which is crazy this is this is what that is this is. You know, going to the doctor and the doctor giving you a diagnosis on something and saying this is going on and the nurse saying, "Ugh, (sighs) I still feel like we need to do a test here because empathically and intuitively the nurse is like, "Mm, I feel it over here. Let's look here, right? They're being guided, by this divine knowledge. We're being guided by this divine wisdom. And discernment comes in. Because we're supposed to have wisdom. In a bit of logic. Like just a bit of common sense. I can't tell you how many times. I'm on the phone. And I'm doing readings with people. And I have to just pause. And be like. Yeah you know I'm looking at this. As a psychic, but I'm going to just give you some common sense. You're doing this and it don't make sense. Like just common sense. These two things don't add up. (laughs) Like two plus two is not equal in four. Right now your two plus two equals three. And that's off. There has to be all of the above come together, right? We incorporate all of the above. So... We're in this space where we have to stay cleansed, balanced. You know, your mind, body, and spirit have to all be in alignment as, you know, for optimal operation as much as possible, right? Because there are times where things are just unbalanced because life. But that's part of our well-being where we come back and we say, you know what? I've done this all the time. I'm like, ah, some things will go over my head and I'll be like, if I was more balanced and I had less distractions, that wouldn't have went over my head. I wouldn't have missed that intuitively because I would have been tuned in because there ain't no way I would have stepped into that. I can tell when I'm off kilter with something either physically or, you know, emotionally or just, you know, Spiritually, it'll, it'll just knock me off because I'm, maybe I'm dealing with the kids too much, or maybe I added too many things on my plate and I need to remove something or pause something right now. Maybe my focus has, I've been hyper-focused on something for some reason and it, it throws me off because I know typically I catch things, right? Some of this is about not, it's, it's, we have to keep in mind too, when we're living intuitively, it's not about deciphering like good from evil or anything like that. I mean, that happens, but it's also mainly about deciphering what's for you. So my mom used to always be like, she used to say stuff like, she's like, I don't know. I don't really care for that. And I can't put my finger on why. I came to learn that that was just her intuition telling her something and that she wasn't going to go through finding the receipts or finding the verification. She was just like, no, I don't care for this. I don't really know why. I can't point to the reason why, but I'm just going to go with the fact that I don't care for this, right? So she would wrap it up and just be like, I can't put my finger on it, but this is what it is. And that's how I really learned how to live intuitively because I learned that there doesn't have to be a rationalization for why you are not meshing with something, someone, an idea, whatever. It's just like, yeah, this just don't fit. Especially when it comes to people, because, you know, sometimes you can meet someone and be like, yeah, this just isn't it. I don't know why this is off. And somebody else can meet them and think that they are the salt of the earth. And both can be true. There's, we live in a, in a world of dualities, even though people like things to be very linear for them to digest it. Both things can be true. That person can be both good with someone else and not for you, energetically. Both things can occur. And so what we'll do in those cases, we'll look at the other friend and be like, well, it works, this person is good with them, so why is it not good with me? It must need to be good with me. And then you'll step into an arena that you shouldn't have stepped into because your intuition told you, no, this person really isn't for you. You'll try to rationalize it and verify it. That's not what we're supposed to do. The, the verification comes in Trusting your intuition and knowing like, ah, you know, this person isn't really for me and that's cool. I'm going to navigate that stratosphere. So we have to have discernment with some things. We have to tap into the wisdom that we're being given. But we do that by opening our eyes and expanding ourselves outside of what we've come to know. A lot of your intuition and your divine discernment exists outside of what you think you know or what you've come to know. It's expansive and it's infinite. It's not something that fits inside a box. And what the human mind and the human being tries to do is tries to take everything and compare and contrast and say, well, in order for me to understand this, let me go through the list of things that this could possibly look like, right? That's what the human mind will do. I see this thing. Does it look like anything I've ever seen before? And it'll try to find something that it looks like in order for it to say, oh yeah, it looks like this, So now I'm gonna be okay with understanding it, or now I'm gonna be okay with grasping it. The problem comes in where if your human mind goes through that list of things that it already knows and the new thing being presented doesn't look like any of it, then what do you do? Sometimes the human mind will reject the new thing. Or what it'll do is say, well, the closest it comes is to this thing right here I know, Let me rework it until it looks like the thing that I know. That is a very, very dangerous place to live. Because then it means that your mind doesn't grow. And it means that your mind doesn't expand. It means that all you do is take things and compute things into what you know. That means you haven't learned. This is where people have trouble applying what they know because it, what they've come to learn, because it doesn't fit in what they know, and all they'll do is live in a space where application is consistent with what they know already. No growth occurs there. No growth occurs there. There's no expansion of the mind. You're supposed to open your mind up to make room new things that don't look anything like what you already know that's hard for a lot of people and so people sit around with a lot of information either just compiled in their brain and they never use it and they never apply it I can't tell you how many times people get their natal charts done and then they never go back and listen we do a whole recording they get their natal chart done. They never go back. They don't They don't even look at it. Um, they don't listen to the recording at all. I have people who I've done their natal chart and then two years later, then they come back and want me to help them find the recording. Well, I've deleted it because um, I don't keep those stored for long, especially if we don't work together on stuff regularly. I don't keep them stored for long. Um, and if it wasn't important to you, if, if, if I give you this thing to download and it wasn't important enough for you to download it, why should it be important to me to keep it? That the thing is all that person did was like, they just acquired something, but they didn't actually acquire it to apply it. It's just, it's just sitting. It's like constantly stuffing a box full of stuff. You don't know what stuff is in there. You don't ever use the stuff. And then these situations come up where some of this stuff that's in that box actually applies. You have the tools, but you don't know how to use the tools because you don't even know what tools you have. And then everything's a waste. Everything is very wasteful. It's very wasteful to just Accumulate and acquire all these ideas and stuff and, and and this knowledge and you never use it. Knowledge is to be used, to be shared, and to bless other people, right? And so, I'm like, I, I noticed a lot of, I, I noticed I've, I've had a lot of people to do that, and I'm like, but you've been imparted this knowledge, and some of it is you have to use it when it's time, but. I can't tell you how many people have gotten that information and then they'll come back to me. Like we'll be doing a post about, you know, Neptune or where's your Scorpio or whatever. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't know any of this. I'm like, we did the chart. Have you gone back to your chart? Oh no, I never. Okay. So you have the knowledge, but you didn't expand your mind to learn something new. You wanted that new thing to fit within your realm. And when it didn't, you discarded it. This is how a lot of society thinks. And so this is how a lot of these concepts are going over people's heads. And it's causing issue just with comprehension, general comprehension. Um, And it's also causing issue with how we socially connect. Um, Socially connect and soul connect with other people it's causing issue because there's a point at which you don't take this information to really really get to know your own soul and really really get to work with the people that you're supposed to be working with If, if you're not being intuitively led to your tribe the people that you have around you are just filling your time and space with wastefulness because you're not actually with your tribe to do the work that you came here. You were incarnated to do. You're not living purposefully. You just have a bunch of people lingering and you're doing the same. You're just lingering in somebody's space. You're not there purposefully. My grandmother used to tell me to all things a season and that every single person that is in your life that you choose to keep in your life. They have to have a purpose or else they got to go. She said, nobody should just be lingering there, just taking up your time and your energy and your heart space. They got to go if, they, if there's no real purpose. It, and that's not an opportunist way of thinking. That's not a, I have to use this person. It is very, very soul driven. It's very, very intuitively driven. What she was saying was that people that are in your space should be your soul's mates. You guys all came here to do something. If you guys are not here operating on a soul level, why are you talking to this person? Well, the reason why you're talking to that person is because you don't operate on a soul level. Which means that you have time for any damn thing. how to live intuitively in a world that has an aversion to truth and knowledge it can be difficult because there's a lot of things that you see intuitively that other people won't grasp they just won't see and so a lot of times i um i don't engage in conversations because I'm at the point where I can tell what level people are on and where they want to be. Some of them want to engage in that fight or it's not what they're presenting really isn't a conversation. It's just them presenting an opinion. And so all they want to do is present the opinion. They don't really want to engage in a conversation that will do what? Expand the mind. They just wanna present their conversation and they only wanna talk to people who will talk with them about the thing that they presented. If you step in and you present anything else, that's expansion and so then there's an aversion to that. So you gotta know when that's happening. You have to intuitively, you will start to listen to verbiage and pay attention to how people present things and then say, ah, that conversation really isn't geared towards me. They don't really want me there. Um, Because your job, even with this divine knowledge, is not to go out there and necessarily save the world because everybody isn't a student, right? So intuitively, you're supposed to be guided to these conversations because what? If you step into these other conversations, it's a waste of time. I see a lot of that um, in the stratosphere of being online. I, you know, I've, I've come to, somebody pointed out to me, um, I saw this and I can't remember where I saw this, but it was pointed out that these might be social media conversations versus real life conversations. Like do, are people in real life having these discussions? And I was like, damn, that's a really good question to have a really good question to pose because, like, like it can't be. People can't really be like that. Because some of the things that we see in the stratosphere of the interwebs, the internet, social media, like it's it's so watered down and it's so dumbed down and it's so beyond elementary. It's like, there's no way it, it, people can't be operating on that level because it's so fundamentally dysfunctional it's crazy. It's crazy, so intuitively, how do you understand where you are led? um One of the things that I teach my clients when you work with me, one of the things that we're just gonna do across the board is. Look at how mindful you are, how much you actually do live in the present, even when you don't realize it. Um, and the other thing we're going to do is attune your intuition. Because there are times when you've used your intuition and you don't really realize it. And it's like, oh, but I use my intuition all the time. And it actually, like, I'm actually being led where i need to be or oh there are these times i didn't properly use my intuition and here's how this stuff worked out right <clears throat> excuse me so i ask people all the time what does it feel like when you encounter and i just used the term encounter so i don't know a better one but when you encounter or experience your intuition what does that feel like um That answer is going to be different for everyone because of how you use all six of your senses to experience the world. This is about your six senses and how you experience the world. So, um, for instance, when I know that I've encountered Someone who is part of my soul tribe, someone who is supposed to be one of my teachers, someone who is supposed to be a friend, um, etc. In that way, there are certain phenomena that happen for me. Um, number one, I'll just give you guys a few things, and this is just what, like I said, this is this is what works for me. This may not happen for you. I want you guys to just take this information and start paying attention to what happens for you. So like for instance, um, the majority of the people who are my friends as in tribe, when we met, there was just this seamless, organic flow to things, um, where conversation was effortless, there were no obstacles, there was no start and stop. There was just this organic, natural flow to things to the point where it felt like we'd known each other our whole lives and we just met. And then it'd be like a year or two later, and you'd be like, "Damn, we only been friends for two years. It feel like I know you forever. There was this seamless just it was just this organic flow, just like the water. nothing tells the water to move. the water just flows the river just flows right. There weren't obstacles." Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't times where where there are disagreements or we don't, like, because I'm not saying that these friends who are tribe, like, we think the same all the time. But there's just this movement. That's natural, like breathing. You don't think about breathing. You don't think about blinking. Those are automatic impulses that your body does, your heart beating, things like that. Those are automatic impulses that your body does without you having to think about them all day long, right? This is how these friendships formed. um. And some of them, I can't even remember when I met the person. Some of them, we have to go back and be like, well, when did we really meet? Because we don't have a goalpost <laughs> on when or how we met. It just... Feels like that person has been there forever and you can't remember a start point because your souls recognized each other and probably have recognized each other from other lifetimes. And so the carryover, you can't really, you can't put your finger on, like, you're just like, when did I meet them? I don't really remember. When did we have our first conversation? I don't really remember. Like, there's just this naturalness to it. So I always look at, you know, things like that where intuitively, cosmically, spiritually, our souls were drawn. We were in the right place, right time, connection. It's just the most natural thing in the world. There's no, it doesn't, fit, there's effort there, right? Because you have to put in effort to actually be a friend. But it's just organically flowed, Right? The other thing that occurs for me, especially when it's a person who's supposed to teach and guide me, um, you know, as a psychic, everybody can't read me. Um, everybody's not supposed to, everybody's not supposed to be able to happen to my energy. And so, um, I have encountered people who are great at what they do. Awesome. Awesome, awesome tar- tarot readers, awesome oracle readers. But when they're plugged in with me, I don't feel anything. When I am working with somebody who's supposed to elevate me, there is this current of energy that runs between the two of us. It feels like it feels like an electrical current. So you know, you know, sometimes when you get static cling and you get that shock, you know, where the, the air is kind of dry, and you tap a person, and then you you guys get that spark, and sometimes you tap them and you can actually see the spark. <laughs> like you can actually see the energy run from your hand to that person's skin. I've I've actually seen that spark before. It runs like that, and what I'll feel is like so for instance if i'm tapped in and plugged in with my teacher i feel this energy current running from the back of my neck right the nape of my neck all the way up and down my spine and it emanates out through my shoulders i can feel it i feel heat in my hands and then when we disconnect because the session is done because 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 it, it's like a light switch turns it off. So I've come to understand, because I like to go to random psychics and readers just because I, I like what I do. I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy being in my purpose. And so I like doing that with other people. Um, I feel that that current, and so I'm. it makes me very aware, okay, this is a person that I'm supposed to be working with. I can feel that current and they can feel it as well, right? Because they usually comment on what that connection feels like. So that's another way intuitively I actually experience things because I feel that current. I feel that current as well sometimes with people who are my soul tribe. We connect and that current of energy just flows. And as that current of energy flows, no one is getting drained, right? Nobody's being drained. I don't feel my energy drained after I leave them. I actually feel invigorated. And there's an even exchange because when we connect, that current is flowing between the two of us. So that's the other way that I kind of look at Things when I'm intuitively, you know, finding my tribe, or I'm intuitively finding and discovering my soul's mates. I'm not drained by them. I feel invigorated. There's an even exchange. Nobody walks away with more from that situation than the other person did. There's an even balance because the energy flows in an exchange. The other part to that is, um, you know, you end up finding your balance because expansive, right? We're talking about expansive in knowledge. That person usually is able to impart knowledge upon me, and I can impart knowledge upon them. And everybody's open and graceful with that exchange. There's never a point where they feel like they can only teach me, but they can never learn from me. That's an imbalance and those people are not your tribe. Right? That may be more of a learning experience than that being your tribe. So I want you guys to just kind of think about intuitively how do you experience this world through your six senses. Six. Six being your third eye, six being your intuition. All five of your natural senses are a way that you intake the world, a way that you communicate with the world. So intuitively, these things like things kind of occur where you'll kind of meet somebody and you'll hear that like, oh no, like that, that little voice inside you is like, "Mm -mm." or you'll see something and, and, you know, maybe you see a light around it and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm guided over here. So I want you guys just to step in and lean in more intuitively, especially in this day and age where people, you know, There's so much information out there and a lot of times the information is just wrong. But when you encounter these things, intuitively, what are you feeling when you encounter them? Intuitively, what are you experiencing? Let that guide you. Let that be the truth. Let that be exactly what you need to help you to steer through these moments and help you to navigate through all that's going on. That's a little bit more, I mean, these are like just some basic things on how to live intuitively. Definitely when we do more one-on-one work, um, I help you to tailor that towards what your gifts are. So you are, you know, really, really navigating your personal spaces and, and, you know, the world um, in a much more discerning way way you're actually using the wisdom it's like now your intuition told you this now how are you using that how are you using that to really really guide you so great discussion today i'd love to learn more about how you guys um navigate intuitively maybe some of your challenges maybe some of your successes definitely want to have more conversation with you on it feel free to Message me through email three L Love the number three L Love Light like, Lucid L-U-C-I-D at gmail.com. You can always, if you're listening through anchor, um, click to respond through messages, or you can message me on Instagram, love and fairy, F-A-E-R-Y, Magic.